0: I'm sorry I screamed.
1: welcome to the v single podcast i am your host Allison stevenson what is this episode five episode six you should know who the hell i am by now come on but i i still gotta say it so you know we all gotta we gotta do this the performance of podcasting host must intro uh but yeah 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 let me uh let me update you on a few things real quick. This is a dating and relationships podcast. Again, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm very excited about my guest in the second half. So I'm gonna just burn through this intro real quick so we can just get to my guest. Um, some updates, cause I do got them. Oh, do I got updates. First of all, I wanna tell you about this incident. This is the most pressing thing. It's so ridiculous. Um, so I know, you all know how I'm an online person and I'm a comedian. And sometimes I, I post things from my personal life that I think are like, you know, funny or, you know, whatever, quirky, yada, yada, I don't know. So I decided to share on Twitter, which my first mistake. Okay. I should be off of there. I'm well aware I'm, I'm fucking up big time. I just was like, whatever. I just posted the screenshot of a text okay and i'll give you some some backstory so i think when uh, last episode uh alexandra and i spoke about this guy that i met at a bar who i hung out with after bar close and we had like a nice little fling or whatever um we didn't you know basically i'll tell you what we did um so he at the end of the night he drove me home and he gave me his number he texted me his name and that was it and we hadn't talked since i never texted him or anything but then you know i was just like scroll i was going through my phone i was looking at my messages and then i saw his number and i saw his name and i was like oh and it's been a few weeks so i was like oh i will hit him up so i said hey and he was like oh I- i'm sorry i don't have this number saved on my phone who is this totally valid because i never legitimately gave him my number he just texted me his name But on top of that, I never saved his name in my phone. I just knew that it was him because he texted me his name. And, you know, I didn't give this much backstory when I posted my funny little screenshot, but basically I responded to him being like, who is this? I responded and I said, it's Allison from when you fingered me. My God, I thought this was funny. I posted it and I just, my my tweet just said like, oh man, I hooked up with this guy who didn't remember who I was, so hope he remembers now. And then I just posted me going, it's Allison from when you fingered me. Me being like, oh, this is funny. No one's gonna care. What I was, what is, what was I gonna get like 40 likes and we'll call it a day? I was not expecting anything. This shit blew up such an insane amount. And all of these people, I, like, it's wild to me, it's so wild the reaction this got from so many random Twitter, worm-brained mouth feeders. Mouth feeders? Mouth feeders and mouth breathers, who just, my God, they lost their shit. They just, they hated this so much. I accidentally be- became the main character, quote unquote, on tw- Twitter in this little Twitter verse. These fucking, and they're all, like, these alt-right-leaning, like, very gross, incel men. And then, like, you know, a lot of women, too, who are like, Oh, you couldn't drag this out of me. Oh, so embarrassing. Oh, my God. Like, people just being like, Oh, you should be so embarrassed. You're such a pathetic loser. And then also calling me a slut. But then also, like, Wow, your pussy's so forgettable. Like, just all of this vitriol and anger and mean, they took it so seriously. And I didn't want to engage. I muted the conversation and I was just like, I'm out. Like, I'm not going to engage. But, like, I just, I put, like, maybe a response or two where I was like, you guys, I didn't have his number saved in my phone either. Like, I'm not pressed about this. They didn't care. You know, they were mad about that too. And then I, like, finally was like, you guys, I didn't expect this person to remember my number. Like, we met three weeks ago. I just lighten up. I literally was just like, lighten up. And they wouldn't they were like oh no you're ugly fat trash your pussy sucks oh what a loser you're so embarrassed you should be, you should be so embarrassed i'm like if i was embarrassed of this i wouldn't fucking post it don't tell me what's embarrassing i'll tell you what's embarrassing for me you know it was i i just was like oh my no one knows how to fucking no one knows how to have fun anymore it is depressing how bad twitter especially what a cesspool it is right now like i'm i'm just not i'm i'm over it like i cannot i but yeah and then guess what you know i didn't i didn't bother i didn't update anybody in the twitterverse or anything like that but yeah and then he was like oh yeah haha sorry um you know how's it going and i was like okay good blah blah blah." and then we're like gonna hang out next week like (laughs) it's chill you guys it's not a big deal and yeah he fingered me (laughs) we didn't even fuck like that's classy right we didn't even go all the way we didn't go p and v you know he just gave me a nice little finger in and then drove me home but you know i was like i'm not gonna engage in twitter discourse anymore i'm not gonna because whatever i say they're just gonna find ways to twist it you know like But I just could, I was just genuinely shocked at the fact that this angered so many people. And these are just people who want to be mad. They just want to be angry. They just want to, like, find something. And instead of finding the joy and humor in it, you know, especially if it's coming from some, you know, leftist, you know, fat feminist, like, they just were like, oh, my God, they went to town on me. And I hated it but I also ignored it for the most part. And um, yeah, so that's an interesting little life update. Um, That happened. uh, And yeah, so I have also been going on some dates. I went on a really good date earlier this week. He was very sweet and I was very attracted to him. And you got, Field is working out for me. I never thought I'd say this, but Field is the one I'm like I'm not even on Tinder anymore. I don't even look at Tinder. I barely look at Hinge. I am just all about Field these days. Um, but I'm you know I'm going on solid dates. Not a lot of second dates, and I'm just I'm not feeling like anybody I'm meeting is really worth me being excited about. Like I think this guy that I went on the date with, like you know. He came back with me to my place and we, like, made out and he was very sweet and, you know, we definitely established that we want to hang out again. But, like, you know, I'm not giddy. I haven't been giddy about anyone in a while. I could see myself getting giddy over this individual, but it's definitely not there yet. I don't know. But I'm also having fun. Like, this duality of woman, Okay as much as I want a relationship I'm really enjoying kind of just hanging out and dating around and meeting you know I there's fun to be had in being single so I'm fully enjoying being single as well as fully wanting to not be single anymore um and that's kind of great that is kind of great isn't it yeah I'm I'm going I got another date tonight with a new person I'll let you know how that goes next time. But, you know, we're, we're, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. I'm, I'm down for whatever. That's cool, I, I think. All right, I'm out, I'm out. Okay, my intro's over. After the break, I will be joined by one of my very best friends and they are going to talk to us about What's going on astrologically? In in particular, we're going to be talking about the Venus in Leo retrograde, I believe. That's the correct terminology. Um, And it's it's important stuff, all right? We're going to talk about it, so stay tuned. And we are back. This week, I am joined by artist, filmmaker, astrologer artist, writer, I mean, (laughs) artist with a capital A, I think is the way to describe it, or like just all in caps, A-R-T-I-S-T, and one of my closest friends, one of my very best friends all the way from fucking high school, can you believe that? Hell yeah. (laughs) Everybody, please welcome, I was going to say clap it up, (laughs) because I'm in- (laughs) I'm in stand-up mode half the time. Uh, Everybody, please welcome the amazing Elizabeth Vasquez. Hi, thank you for having me. My
0: ride or die. (laughs) Ride or die, for (laughs) real. All the way from Shakespeare. Yeah, Shakespeare lit analysis.
1: One of the best classes I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Truly, truly. Yeah, like there are like so few classes slash teachers that like have stayed in my brain as like a core learning moment of my life. And we took this Shakespeare class in high school. Like it wasn't, it was like an elective. It wasn't even like an English class or anything. We were just like such dorks that we were like, let's take a Shakespeare class.
0: (laughs) I mean, excuse me. I think we were the coolest kids in school for that. We were the coolest kids
1: in the Shakespeare class, for sure. (laughs) Actually, that's not true. (laughs) I remember some cool guys there, like, stoners in the back who were like, oh, fuck this, or whatever. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, they're cool, (laughs) technically. Um, What was that teacher's name? Do you remember? I forgot his name. I want to say it was Mr. Anstead. Anstead. Right?
0: That was a thing.
1: Yeah. He was incredible. And he was like a guest teacher from UCLA. Like he wasn't even technically a teacher at our school. Yeah. And,
0: and he always offered us cookies.
1: Yeah.
0: He was a very sweet old man.
1: I just remember him. One of my key memories of him is that he... I don't know why I remember. It's always weird to just like remember random shit. Like I just remember him talking about how he he loves to drink a glass of wine every night and read a book before he goes to bed (laughs) I'm like this man has life figured out yeah truly (laughs)
0: that's what I'm hoping to be soon hopefully soon
1: (laughs) yeah totally but that was such a great class I really like retained a lot I still retain a lot of knowledge of
0: Shakespeare from that class a high school class same I mean really about life because you know Shakespeare's life whoa whoa all right, that that's my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, you know what? We're not
1: here to fucking talk about William Shakespeare. We're here to talk about fucking. <laughs> no, no, no. We're here to talk about love and life, particularly love and fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Subtext, it's it's under it's in parentheses next to it fucking um but before because like i i was texting with elizabeth and we were discussing just a little precursor so people will know what's coming up uh astrology related venus in retrograde it's about to pop off uh so elizabeth's going to give us some advice and give us some better understanding of what's happening astrologically in the world um but before that elizabeth Please. How's it going? What's your what's your love life? Tell us all about it.
0: Um I'm I'm sorry to say that it's very chill and good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Get out. We're done. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um turns out that you can be in love and be mentally well and be with someone who's also working on it and yeah wow so there you go it's not a myth it's a real thing and and i have met this person and
1: he is very sweet a very nice nice sweet soul so that's good
0: i approve (laughs) it was honestly it's um you know as cheesy as it is it really was one of those things where you have to be friends first and that's how oh, we that's started. Ooh, yeah. yeah.
1: Can you talk a little more on
0: that? Sure. Um, so we went to school together. We went to grad school. And immediately we both had like a, a sort of fascination with one another because the way it works is you kind of see like a portfolio of everyone's work. And through that, you kind of get a sense of like, oh, this is the person that I want to like work with and someone who's like work I admire. And we both felt that about each other mutually. So there was already like an intellectual spark and a creative spark, Um, and uh, we're both queer as well. So like you know, it was just a very like comfortable uh, presence that we both felt with one another, and um, it totally, at least for me, like I I just wasn't you know sure what I was feeling because I, you know, during the the lockdown period, I was very like very much in my sort of monastic lifestyle. Like I had made the decision of like you know, my relationship is with God and God, only. (laughs) essentially like putting on, you know, my like robe every morning and like meditating kind of situation. And I was like, this is like the best I've ever been. Um, and I do think also like that was necessary for me in order to obviously like be in a good place to, to like, you know, be with anyone. I'm, I'm not into dating. And so that's also like another problem too, is like, Prior to, to being with my current partner, um, I kind of just jumped into, like, these random relationships that kind of just, like, hit me in the face, and I suddenly, like, found myself in these situations that I was, like, deeply unhappy in, um, just because, you know, it was like, oh, cool, like, someone's into me, that's fun, um, and, like, you know, realizing that, like, oh, yeah, like, there's, it feels good to be desired in those ways, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, just just like, you know, these are just like strangers, strangers. And I like at this point in my life, I'm just already tired of everything. So like, like my capacity for being with new people or meeting new people and like, you know, finding out everyone's baggage. That's the other thing, too. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. It's just like, I don't need this. Um, so I was like ready to just like live my life again, like basically like a nun and <laughs> and you know i was still you know having fun and stuff but um it just it happened honestly a very like astrologically fortuitous day um it was a day of a venus neptune conjunction which you know when you, you when you look that up the first thing that comes up is like you know this super like idealistic romance that can happen um, and obviously, there's dangers with that because, like, the planet Neptune is all about like obfuscation. So it, it makes things not really appear what they are. It kind of about what now? Ob obfuscation.
1: <laughs> For those listening who might not know what that word is, um, well. like obscuring. Because I totally do. I know what that. Word is. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, so it's it's very much like, you know, it's it's a filter. Neptune is a filter, essentially. Um, And so it doesn't quite show you what is beneath the surface. And when Venus is involved, as we're going to get into it, you know, it's all about like pleasure. And obviously, like part of that is romance. It's love. It's like the things that we value. And so those two together, like the darker side of that is it can, you know, basically seem too good to be true because it is ultimately. Mm. Um, But on the other side of that, it can also really like elevate what you value and like the sort of like spiritual connection to that too. And so, you know, it can be something like soulmates, you know, it can be something like um, someone who like reflects something back to you in this, and especially with Neptune, like in Venus, like this very creative like basically create creating something kind of way. Um, and so, you know, it's only been over a year together, but I'm just, you know, at the end of the day, I'm happy to have had that foundation of friendship to like really get to know someone over two years and to work with them too. That was also like a really nice thing to have of like, we worked well together and yeah, I think you need, you need to have that before you have like a a Passionate romance, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, that does. That sounds really beautiful and lovely. And it, it reminds me that, you know, patience is so important. And yeah. I, I'm such an impatient person. Um, but <laughs> trying to work on that, I'm always like, nope, let's right now we get, we fuck, we date <laughs> <laughs> <You're running laughs> immediately. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of what we're taught, too. We're taught, like, mm-hmm. if if someone is, especially when it's very, when we talk about it in very, like, cis-gendered terms, it's, like, Mm -hmm. when a man wants, like, if he's attracted to a woman he knows right away, and he goes for it right away, you know what I mean? Like, there's this teaching of, like, no, there's gotta be that raw sexual attraction, they're they're visceral, Mm -hmm. they're visual creatures, blah, 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 and they gotta it's got to be right away and if it's not like you're instantly friend zoned and it's never gonna happen right you know I feel like that's very much and, and 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 you know dating professionals say this as well like it's something that's just very ingrained in how we view the way attraction works so it's right. nice to hear that that's actually you know <laughs> Things can build and happen all of a sudden, and, yeah. you know, it can turn from one thing into another and still be very, like, romantic yeah. and hot and heavy. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you yeah. you were, like, f- just friends. It was, like, super platonic in the beginning, right?
0: Yeah, and I think part of it, too, is, um, like, the queer factor of, like, you know, not being sure where we're at with, like, what what we're attracted to, who we're attracted to. Um, and a bit of like shyness on my part, for sure, to being like, you know, what are you into right now? (laughs) Um, but, you know, not wanting to, to cross that. And I think for me, I've always been that way too. Um, and I like, you know, being astrologically literate, I know where in my chart that is where like, I really do need to like find friendship first before I can find attraction. And I know that's not the case for everyone because again, like everyone has, you know, different ways of doing things. And like, going back to what you were talking about, like, that's very like the Mars energy in our chart, which is all Mm. about pursuit, you know, and that's why it's like, you know, it's, it's also the passion energy in a way in that it's like that, that warrior energy too, like it it goes out for the hunt. Um, And it is very much again, about like getting something and doing something. It's the action planet, you know? And so obviously for some, it's like, so much more present or so much more heightened and for others it's a little bit more placated. Um, but then, yeah. And so like, you know, we are in a very Martian type society. I mean, again, even just to like in this country, our history of conquest and colonialism, it's so Martian in that sense. And still like, you know, it's still about like ego Um, And obviously, it's, like, usually attributed to, like, the masculine energy. Um, Obviously, like, I I don't like to, you know, look at masculinity and femininity necessarily in, like, these gendered roles. But just as, like, you know, again, one is, like, a little bit more of an aggressor and the other is a little bit more of, like, a receptor. And so that's, like, the Venusian energy, which is very much about receiving. It's that sort of, like, graceful... Um, you know, that divine feminine that we think about that is very like flowing and open. And, you know, obviously it's like that those two energies are also what create like such passion because you have something pursuing and the other sort of like greeting or accepting. Um, But, you know, again, like we, we all have Mars and Venus in our charts. We all have like those planets constantly in movement and like correlating with other planets. So there's always like these dialogues. But anyway, (laughs) I keep going into astrology. But um, (laughs) with my partner and I, like, I think, yeah, there was definitely um, first wanting to see this as like, just like a person, not necessarily someone that I'm attracted to, and not necessarily someone that I may be um, attractive to as well. And so I think there's also like a freedom there. And that's why, you know, I think queerness is such liberation, because you know, it allows for that fluidity, not only in like, you know, gender and structure, but just like you're saying, like things can evolve. And, you know, sometimes, right, as we've seen, like people get together and break up all the time and then get back together and then, or find themselves in like a new relationship, but maybe like a platonic one, or maybe as like colleagues, or, you know, there's always like room for, different stages of a relationship. And, you know, I just like, I think about this a lot too, because like my parents are still together. um, And a lot of that is because of necessity, Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: um, you know, just like seeing now as an adult, like seeing their relationship evolve and from what they've told me, of like how they were before, obviously they had me, they were together for like eight years, I think, before they finally got married. And they only got married because of me, (laughs) because mama got
1: knocked
0: up. (laughs) And and then my dad, exactly. (laughs) And then my dad was like, okay, well, we got to go to America. And so, you know, it was very much like just the two of them against the world. And, and, you know, it became again, like this codependency. And then they had like so many rifts in their relationship and, you know, again, like it's just been crazy to see them together for this long because, you know, now they're just friends. They just like chill out. They watch TV. I don't know if they're actually like if they have any semblance of <laughs> romantic inclination towards one another, to be honest, but that's like also fine. There's more comfort in friendship anyway. Um, so, yeah. so Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I feel like, yeah, like
1: marriages that I have seen last decades it it seems like most of the time it, it does become more like a friendship kind of arrangement than
0: mm-hmm.
1: a super but it, it it goes up and down it ebbs and flows you know I remember yeah. watching this documentary and it's a great documentary and I wish I could remember it but it was about like these older women who are really into fashion or something like that who like they would just look at these like old New York ladies like very wonderful characters uh and one of them was like in a marriage and she had been with her husband for like 50 years 60 years and you know the way they talked about it was like yeah he had multiple affairs and we had you know but like they stuck together through all of these things that like mm-hmm. I'm like why would you why would you stay with someone who's had you know like I guess if two people are really, like, we want to, they both have similar, like, we're going to ride this out and make it work, Mm -hmm. like, you can kind of see how a lot of the times things do kind of, even though they change, Mm -hmm. you can still have that any sort of connection and make something work and still find some happiness in that. Yeah. It's it's interesting to me because, you know, divorces are, like, a big thing now. Like, my parents are mm-hmm. divorced. Everybody's parents are divorced. You know, it's more rare to have yeah. parents who are still together. Totally, yeah. And, and so it makes you wonder how some people have the tenacity, I guess, or the – and a lot of times it is out of necessity. But when it's not mm-hmm. out of necessity, what is that driving force that keeps you with someone despite mm-hmm. – there being all these ups and downs and loss of attraction and then you get the attraction back and then you lose it again like you know all these changes that happen when you're with somebody for so long how do some people stick with it and some people like you know choose to part ways you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah to me i i find it more exciting personally to to see what happens to see those transitions um and also those are some of the most heartbreaking ones too I think, because it's it's easier to well, it's not easier, but like it's just a different kind of transition to completely like call it quits and then, you know, just have that person who is so much a part of your life suddenly like not long, no longer be a part of your life. Um, but then I do think and this goes to what we're about to talk about, like life will always present us that person back in some way. And, you know, it might be much later, it might be someone else who's a sort of like reminder of that person or situation. But like, you know, and I mean, I think there's a lot of comfort too of like, we will always hold a place in someone's heart, even like, obviously, if it was not a good relationship, or it wasn't a good situation. But if anything, it's like everyone is just a lesson for one another to hopefully know how to love and to be loved at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Wonderful way of putting it. Um, well, I think with that being said, why don't we just get into... <laughs> jump in? Yeah, let's dive in. You know, we we keep hinting at it. Let's just let's just get into it. Tell us about uh what yeah, what is happening right now with with Venus and In general, astrologically, for people who want to know, get some insight into their love lives through astrology, uh, I'm going to let you do your thing, (laughs) get into
0: it. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm coining this hot mess summer. Ooh. I feel like I feel like maybe it's been used before, but like this will truly be a hot mess for the ages.
1: <laughs> yeah, I believe
0: that for me for sure. So. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I've already I've done a few readings already where people have been like, "My ex got back in touch. Should I get back with them?" Mm. <laughs> and I'm just like, "No," <laughs> but you probably will. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, I do think like, yeah, it's just it's it's always fun with astrology to just get, again, like a sense of time passing and being able to like create your story or at least like have a sense of like, you know, the sort of narrative that you're living Um, because, you know, these things work like clockwork. So for Venus retrogrades, um, you know, they last 40 days and 40 nights, which I always thought was like an interesting (laughs) correlation. Because um, it's also supposedly right, they say that's like 40 days and 40 nights of like kicking a habit, and then obviously, like, there's the biblical connotation for that, right?
1: Too. I was gonna talk about Moses, <laughs> yeah,
0: or <laughs> no, they say like <laughs> uh, the Hugh Grant Josh one, right Hartnett, <laughs> <right now. laughs> Do you know the movie I'm talking about? Um, I think so, yeah, it's like actually Jason something. Oh, I thought it was Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, you're probably right. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Anyway, okay. Anyway, okay.
0: (laughs) Um, But so people have a sense, um, the last time we had a a retrograde that is like this one, which is Venus and Leo, was in 2007 and in
1: 2015.
0: So. That was also between um, Venus in Virgo and Venus in Leo. So when a planet goes retrograde or stations retrograde, what that means is that it appears to be moving backwards in the sky. It's not actually moving backwards. It's just the way that the planets are shifting that from our perspective here on Earth, it creates a sort of optical illusion that the planets are moving backwards. Um so for that reason we call it a retrograde. It's the same when we hear about Mercury retrograde or when we hear about like again like outer planets going retrograde. It's just that they are under this op- optical illusion that they're moving backwards. Okay um, question. Yes.
1: If it's just an optical illusion, how does it hold any sort of power or weight in any way if it's if it's not really doing anything?
0: Well, That's what I find So interesting, because I think so much of this, too, is we as humans are symbolic beings. We always look for, again, like story. So I think a lot of it is like we are just adding to the narrative because of like our history of mythology and symbolism. Um, And so, you know, it's like one of those things, too, where like perspective creates reality as well. Mm -hmm. And so because we are seeing it, there is, like, the sense of believing. Um, And, you know, this can can go into a philosophical discussion about this, too. You know, I'm always (laughs) game for that. Um, But I think what's funny, too, is just, like, as far as, like, retrogrades are concerned, it's, like, oftentimes, right, these things will come up where – you know, Mercury retrograde, for example, it's like, oh, something's going to happen with like technology. So like back up everything, or like, you'll probably have like, more annoying things come up with your phone or with like driving, you know, there's, those are always like the standard. I did just have that.
1: <laughs> my hard drive on my laptop, all of a sudden stopped working. And I don't know why
0: oh, it God. just won't, won't mount anymore. Well, we're, we're also going to be having a mercury retrograde period in August. so
1: <laughs> We'll oh, okay, have two okay. retrogrades.
0: So it's going to be pretty fun. Um, so th- if anything, just see this as like a hint. Of, yeah. okay. Oh, cool. I got to like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> foreshadowing for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah. So like when, we, when we have these retrogrades happen, it's always like, oh, taking steps back or causing certain things to to not flow smoothly um but then once the retrograde is over we see the bigger picture of it and we're like oh no like we were still in the right direction we just like felt like we were being pulled somewhere else Mm,
1: actually now Um, that I yeah that actually makes perfect sense that it doesn't actually have to like the fact that it is an optical illusion is the the power that's happening mm -hmm. like it is what's not I don't want to say trickery but like It is, though. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this energy of, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, things are not what they seem or, you know, to just be a little more cautious, Mm -hmm. deeper kind of vibes than, like, Mm -hmm. it's not what you see at first sight kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's the purpose of Retrogrades, too, is um, it's about reflection. It's about reconsideration, Um, you know being able to look things, look at things differently and seeing like, how can I do this differently to also like then create again, but better like forward direction in whatever it is that we're doing. So when it comes to Venus, right, we're dealing with matters of um, pleasure, of beauty, of finances. I mean, again, the things that we value at the end of the day, which, you know, can be very material, but not necessarily, And so, you know, with it being in Leo, the sign of like, you know, it's the sun, it's magnitude, it's very much like Leo, as we know, and like all the memes, loves to be seen, loves to be the center of attention. I mean, you can say that about all the signs, to be honest, but like, you know, Leo, as the sun, again, as like this beautiful creature with the large mane, with the the loud roar, Is very much like a central figure, knows how to command a stage at least, not necessarily that they want to be the center of attention, but you know, they can't help it. (laughs) Um, They are a star. Um, But you know, in our charts, like Leo is very much about like self expression and about creativity, but it's also about children. It actually deals with um, actual like children. It can also be, like, our inner child. I like to look at it as, like, you know, the inner child because I I don't have children. So it's, like, how do we connect to that part of, like, play within us that obviously it's so inherent with kids? Um, And I think that, you know, that's really what it is, too, is, like, you know, Leo as, like, a romantic energy is about the playful aspect of romance, which also includes sex, actually. Like, it is very much, when you look at sex as, you know, that as, like, a a form of play um, that adds to that sort of Leo energy. And so Venus being in Leo means that it's really, like, doubling up that aspect of romance um, and, you know, that, like, young passion, too. Um, Leo as a fire sign, obviously, again, brings the heat. And that's why also there's, like, the potential for... Large gestures for drama, <laughs> for big things to occur because it, it's in the sign, and then with Venus being involved, obviously that's like the relational. So that's when when I say like hot mess summer, <laughs> I you know I'm also alluding to that because it is going to bring some drama, either from the past or maybe like potential for drama. And I'm not saying that everyone's going to be involved with it. You know, there's definitely going to be people on the sidelines eating their popcorn, turning up, turning up the volume, (laughs) you know. Um, And, you know, a lot of this, too, is like, um, how is this going to be happening on the larger scale of just like what's happening globally, what's happening politically, socioeconomically? And so we can also expect some big headlines in this next period. Uh, probably around finances, right? So, because Venus deals with the financial as well. It deals with actual money. Um, I think a lot of it too will probably revolve around, you know, these discussions around what the value is of the American dollar, for example, that it like no longer holds the same value. And so I think we're probably going to see some bigger things happening with, you know, alternative currencies whether that's obviously for a long time people have been talking about like bitcoin and all these other digital currencies don't tell me
1: that (laughs) (laughs) but i mean
0: it's like based on that and also just like you know what are these other global superpowers that are rising that are really like surpassing this the u.s with like their financial structures, i.e. like China, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. what, what's going on there. So I think that that will be interesting for anyone who's interested in finance and, you know, economics, et cetera. Um, but then for us on a personal level, it's like, okay, like how are we doing with our finances? <laughs> this is a great time to really reevaluate where we're spending where we can also afford to maybe spend a little bit more, um, what we need to do for our savings. Probably more so about cutting back, if anything, than trying to spend more. Um, I would say this is not a good time to make major investments. Okay. I would, Yeah, very much... Um, Recommend not doing that. It's like uh, also with like Mercury retrograde, people will say, you know, don't sign any contracts. And I think it's just that that's the case with any retrograde because this is a temporary period where again things, you know, it's that optical illusion. Things aren't exactly what they seem to be. So if you sign, if you commit to anything, there will be something that comes up that you know might have been in the fine print that you missed that could Mm -hmm. you know really screw you over. Um, And so, you know, considering that, that's also what we can say for relationships. So this period right now, if people come back to you, like especially from past relationships, um, let's say you wanted to have a relationship with this person before and it didn't quite work out the first time, and so now they're back, um, it might come with a catch. I think oftentimes it will be that they are actually still their heart is elsewhere let's put it that way um that can be something that comes up um the other thing too is you know they might want something that they're not being um like honest about or they they themselves may not know exactly what they want so you know and you you may be that person in that situation you may not know exactly what you want and so you go back to someone or you go back to something that was familiar um So that can be expected. And, you know, again, like the, the Leo element of it is like, it it will probably feel really good at first. And I think that's where people will fall into the trap. Oh, boy. So the other thing, too, is like, you know, especially for new relationships, if you meet someone in this period, there's likely to be more of a spark than usual. And so there might be more of a inclination to jump in right away, to like just go full force. Like, you know, we've only known for each other for two days, but like now we're a couple, you know, that kind of thing. Or like people moving in with another person, like that kind of thing. Um, and this also, obviously, it relates to um, like projects or like, you know, um, colleagues, uh, business partners, et cetera. It's the same thing, like jumping into something with someone else right now, is just, like, you know, heed caution, essentially. Um, yeah, like,
1: does, you know, you're not saying avoid it completely, but maybe, like, do a little more research or something like that sort of a thing? Totally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm also, like, totally willing to accept that, you know, we don't have free will <laughs> and, like, things will happen as they will uh, right. for a reason. So. a lot of the times, right? Like you need to make the same mistake a few times in order to really make sure (laughs) that you don't do it again. Or maybe there will be some loose ends that or fun will finally be tied or, you know, there will be some resolutions that come of these things too. Um, so I don't want to like tell people like, you know, you have to be prepared because ultimately like what's going to happen is going to happen. Um, but just so, like, feelings are perhaps a little bit more protected, it's just, again, like you were saying, like, do your research. Um, and, yeah, don't feel inclined to to jump into something if you already feel pretty unsure about it, too. Like, that's – usually our intuition or gut will tell us when something <laughs> is not right, and we just have to learn how to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and how how long is this going for? So at the moment, we're already like, we've kind of been in it since June 24th. Okay. So that Or not, excuse me, not June 24th. Um, June 5th. June oh. 5th is when Venus entered Leo. And so that kind of is when we started to see some themes start to pop up just as far as like, what does Venus in Leo mean for each one of us? And then... June 19th was when we had what we call the pre-retrograde shadow. So that's when Venus is at the point in the sky that it will turn retrograde. Um, so once it hit that, then that was really when things like certain issues started to pop up. Mm. So again, like this is why it's nice if anyone journals to just like look back at, okay, what happened June 5th, what happened uh, June 19th? And then, July twenty second next week um, is when Venus stations retrograde and that's when uh, it actually like starts moving backwards. So that's when it's like really in it. Okay. And then yeah, and then it will go direct uh September third. So it is a long one. Damn. And and then even yeah, then we're hot mess
1: summer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, hot mess summer, I <laughs> told <Yeah>. you. <laughs> <laughs> And then it will still have, like, the the lingering, like, after effects up until October 7th. That's when the post-retrograde shadow ends. Um, And that's, you know, again, like, that's when it returns to the point where it first stationed retrograde. Um, So, yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting. And then also, um, like, October 8th, the next day of the post-retrograde shadow period that it ends um, Venus enters Virgo. So that's really when like, it feels like, okay, this is like a new chapter. In a good way? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It depends what Venus and Leo brought up. Right, right. Or like what, what Venus and Virgo means for people. Because obviously like this will, this will affect some signs a lot more than others. Uh And it will affect people a lot more than others. So. Anyone who has a lot of fixed sign energy, which is essentially Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio in their chart, they're going to feel this the strongest. And then fire signs are likely to to have the most fun with it. So this is the other aspect, too, of Venus, right? Like I said, it was like beauty, which essentially is just like, you know, what feels good on you? (laughs) What do you like? And a lot of what the retrograde period is about is like, okay, like time to change it up. Like let's experiment, like let's try a new look, especially with the Leo aspect of it. It's like, you know, how do you want to present yourself? How do you want to be perceived? A lot of that will be, you know, the, the fun aspect of like, let me try something new, like I'll wear something I've never worn before. I'll do my hair differently. Um, this is not the right time to commit to like anything too permanent. So if you're thinking of getting like a huge, like body tat, maybe like you Wait, know, think it? again. Pull it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. If you want like a huge tramp stamp that <laughs> that's like an inside joke, I I would say ah. maybe reconsider.
1: Um, I would say reconsider face tats. I really not just right now. Yeah, <laughs> just reconsider that completely.
0: Yeah. So that's yeah that that's definitely another tip. Don't don't get any face tats. This <laughs> okay, but
1: so okay because I literally you're telling me this. I'm about to sign paperwork tomorrow. Okay, and I got two tattoos last week. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> but it's not officially in retrograde yet. Exactly. So maybe now is a good time to purge all that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. At least, like, yeah. See, like, you know, how do you feel towards, like, making decisions right now? Are you being, like, extra impulsive? Or, you know, do you still feel like, okay, I have, like, a pretty good head on my shoulders to look at things from all perspectives?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Just wow. take
0: your time. Yeah. I will no. say I have, like, a, already, like, a funny story for Venus in okay. retrograde. I, I actually sure. – um, a few nights ago, I saw someone from my past that I've, like, been thinking about, like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to see them. Like, a, an old friend that we had, like, a really bad falling out. And um, I also <laughs> – I happened to like have taken an edible earlier that day. So and I had been in my studio just like vibing. So I was like in an especially good mood and was really feeling like the electricity of everything in a way. Like, you know, it was one of those stoner things of like, whoa, life is so sick, man. <laughs> you know? Um and so then like we went to my friends and I, we went to um, you know, get some food and uh, she was there, she was working there. And it was just like such like all of a sudden, it was like this part of my life just became so present in that moment again. Um, and it was really wild just to like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, that was like a chapter of my life. And like, I grew so much from that and also have continued to grow. And I think if anything, it was just like a nice reminder, of like even like the difficult relationships that may have not ended well time really is like the biggest healer and the biggest teacher and in that moment i was like so excited to see her like i was like i need to i need to give you a big hug you know (laughs) and um not in taking into consideration that we hadn't spoken since like for years since we had that terrible falling out um so you know that just also shows that like even. Things that in our life are, are seen as these, like, you know, low points. They can ultimately be, you know, looked at fondly. And, yeah, so that was, like, a nice, like, pre-retrograde shadow period thing for me, for sure.
1: Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And that's nice, too, actually. That kind of makes it almost exciting a little bit. Like, if yeah something from your past creeps up, like, it can be a nice little reflective moment
0: 100 yeah i mean again it's just like you know how how do we allow ourselves to also play around with our perception i think that will be a fun thing with Mm. this venus and leo um you know what are the things that actually bring us pleasure at the end of the day and i think so much of that when we talk about values is like you know what are the things that are are long lasting in a comforting way you know and as corny as it is it's like ultimately it's it's some form of love um it may not be the love that like one person can provide but it's like our ability to love is such a powerful thing that you know deserves the the reflection that this period is going to to give us
1: yeah yeah that's great (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, got a lot a lot of information here this is wonderful yeah. stuff thank you so much
0: my uh, pleasure
1: yeah I mean maybe uh can we can we bullet point real quick like in conclusion mm-hmm. final paragraph kind of a thing to <laughs>
0: <laughs> to just uh give people the the cliff's notes yeah um so Venus and Leo hot mess summer Give yourself the freedom to explore new things. Um, This can be relational, but it can also just be, you know, stuff that you like to put on or just the things that you have in your home or things that you like to do. Uh, This is a great time to, like, you know, date yourself in that way.
1: Oh. Um,
0: If people come back to you, look at it as – part of the story, but not necessarily a long lasting story. Um, don't, don't expect people to stick around. Um, don't jump into things. Everything comes with a price. And right now the price tag is not totally accurate <laughs> or visible.
1: Wow. Ooh, okay. I like that. <laughs> That's okay. All right. And get your finances in order. <laughs> okay yeah you're saying <laughs> that directly to me <laughs> you, know, you already know Hear
0: your shit out
1: <laughs> yeah I'm trying I'm trying uh all right Elizabeth thank you so much this has been incredible it's so good to talk to you you too thank you for having me yes and where can people find you can they can they
0: hire you can you do readings for people I can so um You can find me at strip mall dreams on Instagram and through there you'll see I sometimes post astrology stuff. Um, I also have this other account called mensajes para tu sol, which you'll find once you go to my Instagram. Um, It's a little bit right now in a liminal state. We're figuring out what we want to do with it since we're both very busy, but I run it with um, my friend who's also an amazing astrologer and a curandero named uh, Richard Contreras. And he's now based in SF. So for anyone who's listening who's in San Francisco, you should check him out. He can do in-person readings as well as tarot readings. And I do birth chart readings. Um, and then also, you know, just like post art and make films and stuff. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah.
1: yeah. So the, what's, the, uh, what's the term? renaissance renaissance person Person, (laughs) person. uh yeah yeah completely uh thank you so much and yeah that's gonna be our episode for today and i am allison stevenson you can find the podcast on instagram at vsinglepod and you can email us at vsinglepodcast at gmail.com Uh, with any questions concerns comments yada yada uh, i want to hear from you so yeah that's going to be this episode again thank you so much elizabeth and we'll be back next week